Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Jim Gray. Hey, hey. Talking about Gray. Jim Gray. Jim Jam. Gray Slide. <laughs> Southern California is arguably the epicenter of skateboarding, but today's guest comes from the Dominican Republic. Brought along a friend of his, also from the Dominican Republic, and they discuss their skateboarding history there and the passion that brought him here to the U.S., He's lived here for nine years now. He's couch surfed, even slept on the streets. You'll get to hear all about his experience as he fights his way to live the skateboarding dream. This episode of Believe in Skateboarding is brought to you by PowerFlex Wheels, designed and engineered for performance. We're not just putting a cute new graphic on the same old wheel out of the same old mold made in some factory in Mexico or China. These wheels are made in the USA and they're made to perform. I've given wheels to team riders who sometimes don't put them on for months because they say they can't wear out or flat spot the set they have and they don't see why they should change them. God, imagine that. You guys are paying for them and some of these other wheels flat spot in three weeks. And yeah, they have some awesome team riders and some famous dudes, but hey, they're getting paid and they get 12 sets of wheels for free. You're buying yours. Stop wasting your money. Buy something that lasts and buy something that performs. Try PowerFlex wheels next time. You won't be unhappy with your choice. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, Here we are at uh, Believe in Skateboarding. Uh, This is your host, Jim Gray. Um, we're just getting ready to do another episode and we lead off with the same question every time. I'm Jim Gray. Who the hell are you? Um, Daniel Cuervo. Daniel Cuervo. And what, and you have your friend here? Yeah, Introduce your we, friend. We started skating together in 2002. 2002. Well, I, you started in 2002. I, I started like in 94, you know, I'm oh, like right. more old school. And, and in I, case you're wondering, these guys are from the Dominican Republic. I didn't just go to Universal Studios and get some cartoon actors off the set. You know, they're 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 actual physical, literal Dominicans. <laughs> well, yeah, right. we're more like white Caribbean, well, non-Dominican now, looking. You know, you're non-Dominican like, looking. Is there you, a look? Yeah, like, where are you from? Like, I'm Dominican, and but then you don't look Dominican. I'm like. Yeah, I'm fucking Dominican, man. Uh, I come from a little island. <laughs> Is any of your family came from Spain too? Uh, back back then. Okay, yeah, we're part yeah. of the side of that came from. You're fr- mixed, part of the Spanish. So what's up. what's the biggest thing someone should know about the Dominican Republic? Uh, well, we have beautiful beaches and and the other thing. Too. It's safe. I for, I for, wait, did I say it right? Beaches. Beaches, yeah. Beaches, like like the so, the ocean, right? Like yeah, if white, this was like a, if bitches. this was a rap podcast, you'd say beautiful bitches. bitches. But you know that we're not. Exactly. I understand this is not. This is about skateboarding, not rap. We have okay. beautiful. We call women. them ladies yes. and women yes. and the, beautiful, the beautiful ladies we hang out with. We don't call them bitches, so let's not go there. All right. That's right. Um, so you have beautiful beaches. Beautiful so, beaches. Um, so you're a skateboarder. Yeah, I'm a skateboarder. I've been in California since 2010. Wow, it's almost so. It's nine years now. Yeah. Yeah. So Heidi Lemon brought me here. Yeah, I, I, 
I was, uh, I was think, one of the few skateboard industry people who knew who Heidi Lemon was. She had her little skate park yeah. industry association thing going, and our skateboard industry is so oblivious to what goes on in it. But yeah, I got to know her through kind of skate park activism and stuff like that. And she's done a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and then I, you know, I, I kind of live in her place for like six months, couch surfing, you know, and, and then skating Venice skate park all the time. Mm -hmm. And then I started skating Venice, and that's where I started meeting a lot of all the people, like a lot of legends, you know, like I remember my first time I saw Christian Josoy walking into the Venice Beach skate park, and I was like, what? Yeah, it's kind of like... Uh yeah, I get, I get it. You know why I get it? Because I grew up right in the heart of Southern California. I was always surrounded by all the pro skaters yeah. and everything. But guess what? To this day, if I meet someone that I saw in a magazine like before I was, you know, sponsored and all that, um, I get excited. I mean, last night I pulled up in the parking lot in in Newport Beach at the pier, and I saw Chewy Madrigal. He's an old downhill skater, and uh, you know, I used to see his name in magazines, and I've got to know him in the last. 10 years he's he's a friend he calls himself the president of the jim gray fan club um, he just likes him. we clicked you know i mean we clicked really well but but to see him still to this day even though i know him now i see him pull up in the parking lot I'm like, hey there's chewy madrigal you know it's like okay. he's a pro skateboarder that affected me so what you saw in the magazines man your brain you're like who are these people i want to know them hey but you know what that's great that's great but i think i like that the jim gray club <laughs> the Jim, hey. Jim Gray fan club. I have a, also have a hate club too. There's they a lot of members of the Jim Gray. I hate Jim Gray club. Hey, I laugh start about starting a podcast because yeah. I guarantee there's a lot of skaters like you thought. Oh, that'll be awesome! Can't wait to hear what Jim has yeah. to say. Usually, because I say stuff that a lot of other people won't say, um, and I guarantee there's some industry people who are going, "Oh fuck, Jim Gray started a <laughs> podcast. He's going to call us on our bullshit. He's going to talk okay. about all the devious, deceitful, backhanded things we do." And yeah, guys, I kind of am. So, you but know, better now, sleep with one eye open or maybe you should start being nice. Now they're going to generate yeah. money. The yeah. haters, you know? Well, you know, I'm doing this because, I mean, I already do this, right? Yeah. You come by here. You're one of my PowerFlex guys. You come by to grab some wheels and talk. You know, pretty much any skater, whether they ride from me or not, is always welcome here. Yeah. You know, um, this is sort of like a, a welcome place for skaters to hang out. Um, and I'm lucky that I'm the dude who's got to skate from, you know, Stacy Peralta mm -hmm. back in the days to watch the little kids of today, like, you know, the Nigers and the Ryan Checklers when they were eight and nine growing up. And, um, and, and I've never stopped skating, so I've got to ride with every generation. So That's right. everyone's welcome here. People have popped through our, our yeah. I have all sorts of photos outside of the, the print shop with Jay Adams and Dave Hackett and Eric Dressen. And, you know, people just show up and... Uh, and I like it. It's cool. So, so you show up, and now you're doing a podcast. That's right. Uh, that's my right. friends who were helping with technical go, aren't you getting a little ahead of yourself? You've already got like six podcasts done, and you haven't posted one yet. You well, know, and this is crazy because uh, you are like one of the one of those legends too that I met here in California. You know, in the like back in. But see, I'm less legendary, so it's easier. No, right? no, no. You don't you have to be are, all nervous no, and no, stuff. No. You know, you are the same. You're probably bigger. Ah. Yeah, man. So, so my buddy Daniel. So he. On the way here, I'm actually here because of him, uh, because I remember things like 10 years ago, we, we rode together. And on that time, I was pretty good until he got into the game. And I'm like, dude, you have to go get out of this little island because there's no no pro riding here. There's there's no good competition for you to go yeah, to the well, next he, level. Well, he got here. And he, and he made it. But it's he a fight. It's still a fight. It's still a fight, right? You're still, still fight fighting constantly. Day, yeah. So, yeah. And I understand that. I feel bad because my brother was super diehard skateboarder. He basically kind of dragged me to the skate park the first time. 
And then, then, then I liked it, but I wasn't like as, you know, into it as he was. And then I got sponsored a couple months later and I just felt so bad because my brother who like lived for it, you yeah. know, had his little brother got sponsored, you know, and it's kind of funny because I remember the question, one question he asked me once, he was kind of like, you know, he's like, so like, if you called Stacy Peralta, would he like answer the phone? I'm like, I think so. I, yeah, I think so. You know, and he's like, dude, you made it. It was just kind of funny. That was my brother's uh, perception at one point. So let's talk about where you're, you're, you came by to grab some wheels today because you're going to Qatar. Yeah, to Qatar. They had like the, the beach war games. The war games. The war game. It's like so. Qatar is like Saudi kind of. Where is Qatar exactly? It's in the. Uh, oh my god! I don't even know. I know. But it's, it's in the Arabic in, nations, yeah, in the right? Arabic yeah. Connection. It's like near Dubai. But you don't hear a lot about. So it's like a friend. It's probably a friendlier nation where they're not killing each other yeah. every day. No, I, I think we'll be fine. They have yeah. bombproof. It's like du rooms. Dubai and stuff like that, where they like <laughs> there's so much money they. Uh, they try to protect themselves. Yeah, and I heard the taxis are like Lamborghinis and stuff. Yeah, that would be awesome. Hair. I don't know. Hey, but uh, to make sure, you see near, can you find Donny yeah, near uh, Dubai? Qatar is uh, like on the east part of Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. Uh, in the west so of gas the, should be cheap. Because UAE. Of the, uh, the first time, yeah, it should be cheap. Yeah, and, you'll, and, and you have Lamborghini uh, taxis. Lamborghini I wonder if they're Ubers now. I wonder if they're taxis, they have Uber oh, there too buddy. now. Lamborghini you Uber and it tells you what's coming your way a Ferrari a Mercedes or a Maserati you know, or maybe like no one driving the Uber, maybe a self-driving <laughs> a self-driving Maserati yeah. I like that that's pretty cool so this, this is um, I understand this is something affiliated with the Olympics but it's not an actual official Olympic thing no it's it's not this is like part the the Olympic committee are organizing this but have nothing to do with the Olympic points okay, this is an international Olympic committee uh, yeah, the not the American. You're not going there just for no, no, yeah. no. Is that every country is sending? They're they're choosing 24 skaters from all over the world from okay. each federation. Yeah. I don't know how I got. And it. I know you're confused by it, and ju and just you know, I'm confused by it. Yeah. Everyone in the world's confused by skateboarding in the Olympics. They have their opinions on it. Yeah. Um, I don't care because skateboarding happens every day. It's not going to change my life or anybody else's skateboards every day. It's an interesting thing. I think it'll help get more skate parks built around the world because yeah. people will recognize it as being more legitimate. But the bottom line, what I really mean is it's confusing as it's hell. Confusing like who qualifies, what country, how do they get yeah, picked? They, I, you know. I, honestly, I'm, I'm in, like I, I see a lot of things happening and and I'm not really 100% happy, and I don't care if anyone gets mad listening to Well, we I should say. be honest. Yeah, uh, they, but they're trying to control who is going to the Olympics. Not so letting far. you qualify, but no. hand-pick. Yeah, and they're yeah. hand-picking. I kind of learned that through some TV shows I watched. Even yeah. for like gymnastics, some of the big things, you think that they all qualify. No. And there's qualification on the way. But yeah. in the end, if the big corporate players in the background decide they want to place someone exactly. in there. You know, they want to do it. And there was, there was talk that Sean White might get placed in the Olympics. Yeah, and how you know, he hasn't been involved um, in I know. And, and, I, and, I, and it's weird. As, from a business standpoint, I get it because the whole idea is they're trying to attract viewers, which yeah. also should show you why no one should really take the Olympic skateboarding as that serious in the sense of taking over skateboarding because it's going to be controlled by business interest and the whole idea of viewership and everything yeah. else. Um, but you can't stop it. You know, it's going to yeah. happen. Uh, but, it, but it would be sad as a skateboarder. I'm like, that's shitty. I want to see guys qualify. I, mm -hmm. I've been one of the advocates for 
you know, the last 30 years where I've, I've hated that skateboard companies turn like pro skateboarding into edit a video and we just decide you're pro one day. That's yeah. embarrassing to skateboarding. Mm -hmm. I want to see guys prove who the best skateboarder was. I always have. doesn't matter yeah. what it is. Whether they're riding freaking ditches and they want to be the best ditch rider, put 10 dudes in a ditch. Let's freaking judge it and decide yeah, exactly. who's the best dude. Exactly. Unfortunately, skateboarding let itself become like, uh, you know, it, it's like video recorded rock stars. You know, mm -hmm. like we're never going to go for a live performance. We're going to stay inside our soundstage and just put stuff out and decide who's the best. Well, the one thing you know with that is that you never know who's the best. Yeah, that's right. True. All I guys think they know who the best skaters are, and I go, "Fuck that yeah. bullshit." You get tell you, the ten biggest video name dudes you've ever had. I just want to go watch them all session to session today with no 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 judging or anything. I'll tell you who the best couple skaters are because the best skaters are the dudes who stay on their board all the time, have the best flow or the most natural. Not the dudes who landed the best trick. That's freaking. That's just package yeah. presented yeah. stunt boarding. You know what exactly. I mean? So so I will never buy into that aspect of skateboarding. Um, I will never say that guys that became a pro that way aren't pro. They're just not proven that they were pro. Yeah. Um, they you if. They, they may or they may not be. That's the hard thing about it. You don't really know. I mean, how many times have you seen a guy that you thought was a big name and you're like, dude, that guy's not really very good. Yeah. You know, and he could be having a bad day. For sure. But you don't know. But see, at least the generation that that I grew up in, everyone competed and you got to see from event to event to event. So a guy had a bad day, okay, you got to see him the next thing. Mm -hmm. But you saw everyone as a group kind of riding the same thing and then you got to determine who really does it better. With a yeah. video, you can't do that. You, yeah, you just know, it's literally like, it's, it's like almost like it should be called the Academy Awards for skateboarding <laughs> yeah, because definitely. you're, you know, you're scouting the best spot and the best cinematography mm -hmm. goes to this filmer yeah. and the best scouter yeah. goes to this location scout who found the biggest rail, you know? Um, uh, so, but uh, as far as knowing who the best rider was, it's, it's just, I'm never going to just buy into that. Like video, 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 you know? So, mm -hmm. um, so again, on my podcast, I don't want to talk about videos. So shut up about <laughs> videos. No, I'm not kidding. Okay. Um, no, we'll talk about videos. So, so go on about your, about your Olympics. Uh, well, the, so yeah, I'm doing this and then we're going to, I just came back from Brazil. I was, mm -hmm. uh, where it was a crazy contest. They let us practice only 30 minutes a day with almost like over 20 guys in the bowl. Only 30 minutes a day. So, wow. yeah, and it wasn't even like, we didn't even get to enjoy the place and skating with the homies because it was yeah, you only skate 30 minutes with everyone and then you get to compete for, you get to compete for, wait, can you take another photo? Because... I'll keep taking yeah. photos. I okay. like that. All right. He's, Daniel's putting, putting on some sexy like glasses right yeah. now uh, yeah. to try to look extra like, cool. I just, former I just bought this, this sunglasses at TG Mike. Gon just texted me and said hi. See, that's, oh, hi Gon. You know. <laughs> So yeah, he did a really good frontside tail block. So okay, so I do like video. Gon sent me a video doing this rad frontside tail block. He's been trying to do gray slides for years, and he's never been able, hasn't been able to do one. So I, I kind of like it. Me when we was with Andy Anderson the other night, Andy did a gray slide. Oh my god! And then we I sent it. We that. sent it to Gon's and said like, yes. "It's your turn, Gon's." And it was sort of we were teasing him a little bit, but uh, so that's what that thread Man. comes from. So that's awesome. Okay, going back to the Olympic thing, uh, yeah, it's it just crazy, you know, in a, in a contest that have nothing to do with the Olympic, you get to skate all day with everyone, like, like one of my favorite contests, uh, and most difficult one is the Vans Pool Party, but uh -huh. it I is love hard. it, because everyone gets to skate all day at the Vans, like, getting ready, just, just, to, just to skate in front of people without really, I mean, yeah, everyone wants to win, I'm, I'm, a lot of people wants to win, but... It's a fun contest. I get to skate a lot in the days before the contest with everyone. Well, and I love that. I see, I mean, I love the pool party and that's why I've sort of fought 
to ride in it. Yeah. Because I don't like that the the public on the outside mm-hmm. um, they think it's a contest, but yeah. in a sense it's a presentation. Yeah. You know, um, and. Uh, I wish more guys could even skate it. I wish Dave Hackett could come skate it. I wish, yeah. but there's like an invite thing, and the, and I and I've ridden in it. Basically, I think it's been like 15 years. I've probably ridden it at least 13 of them. You know, um, one year I don't think I got invited. One year, you know, um, I don't know. Maybe they changed the rules or something like that. And I always just kind of fought for that because, like, even once I was invited to skate in the in the masters division, I go, why in the hell would you want me to skate against Sergi Ventura and Brian Patch? They're like 15 yeah. years younger. They mean 10 years younger when. I, I deserve to go get my ass kicked yeah, exactly. by Tony Hawk and you know, and, and, you know guys my own age, Steve Cavallaro that I grew up with. So there, there's a little weird politics and game it with is. that, and and, oh, I, and I've uh, yeah. I, I I won't hesitate to speak up against that. I mean, so. it's so crazy. Like the, on both sides, there's so much politics. Like in the Olympic side and in the in the in the how you say in the industry, industry side. side. Yeah. So yeah. it's. It's like well, it's a tough to... one because Vans is awesome, right? Yeah. Because they put out all this money and sponsor all the events. Nobody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. Who else is throwing money up? You yeah. know, what I mean, not much. No. You know, what I mean, uh, I think Nike sponsors Street League or whatever like that, and that's again they're trying to capture that video generation crew. But almost everything else is paid for by Vans, so I yeah. completely respect them for that. But I still hate that there are skateboarders within the culture running the events and pre-qualifying guys to the finals and all these things that are like wait a second, you know, it's like, I mean, Vans is going to get a lot of endorsement from it, from their name on it. Their name's all over it. They build the parks. They put their name on there. I don't think you should be allowed to put four or five Vans dudes that you just want in the finals automatically yeah, exactly. ahead of guys that are the new next generation coming up or like that. Hey, if they're the hot kids, sponsor them too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we protect the guys they've spent money on building and their, their images and so on and so forth. But so as a skater, I always try to balance the understanding the business aspect mm-hmm. of skateboarding. But ultimately, skateboarding is more important than the business. I'd probably be a lot richer with everything I've done in skateboarding if I just went from the business aspect. The business yeah. aspect's pretty clear cut. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Lie, cheat, steal, undermine, you know, and sell. Okay, it's like, that doesn't really make me feel good at night. No, making good real. stuff, making good stuff, skateboarding, yeah. being stoked that it works properly, and sponsoring guys that you like. That's way more important to me than sponsoring the biggest name guy. Yeah. Not, I'm not gonna sponsor anybody who's an asshole. If they're an asshole to me, I don't care how much they could sell me. They could fuck off. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, and I'll just say it publicly. You know what I mean? He's like, I don't wanna sponsor assholes. Yeah. You know, it's like, but lots of companies, they don't care. Oh, kiss his ass. He helps us sell products. So I want skateboarding to always be kind of pure in the sense. I want skateboarders coming up to be able to earn their way into being a pro skateboarder, yeah. not just be deemed. I mean, it's kind of sad that you can't tell someone how someone becomes a pro skateboarder. Mm-hmm. Basically, anybody who deems themselves cool enough in skateboarding just makes somebody a pro skateboarder, right? Yeah. You post a picture on Instagram, Charlie's pro today, you put his name on a board, and now he's pro. And I go, yeah, what the fuck not does be that tag. mean? Like, you shouldn't put a tag on someone like, oh, because someone decided he's going to be pro. No. Well, but- pro used to mean you had to be a professional. You got paid because you competed on a professional level. And I understand whether it's surfing or snowboarding or skiing or any of these even like offbeat sports, mm-hmm. there are pros that start by competing and then they drift off and become, they're a lifestyle person. They, yeah. you know, they go surf around the world and people like their style or like that. And there's always room for all those kinds. Mm-hmm. But what we did is we tried, we basically took competitive aspect of skateboarding and made it the tiniest part of skateboarding yeah. and made it like 95% of the people, like I said, it should be the Academy Awards. They're just actors acting video parts. Mm-hmm. Guys talk now and like, how long do you think your career might be? I have five parts left. 
I seriously almost cough my lungs out of my <laughs> chest when I hear that. Like, really? You think a career in skateboarding is parts in a video? Yeah. And unfortunately, the way the industry crafted it, it is, but it's not real. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so Hollywood has controlled skateboarding long enough. And I mean, fake Hollywood. I mean, mm -hmm. just the skateboarders turning it into that. But now there is a lot of kids coming up. They want to compete. Mm -hmm. And they're being held back because they're taking a guy who can't skate half as good as them, putting him straight to the finals yeah. and not giving that kid a chance. Yeah. That, to me, is not being honorable or honest to skateboarding. Mm -hmm. That's ripping off all those kids who had a chance. The only reason I'm here is because I had a chance. Yeah. I got to compete and climb my way up and beat Lance Mountain and yeah. Tony Hawk when they were little, you know when they were little kids and they and they come back up and they kick your ass and it's like yeah. it's a it's a pattern but they took that away from skateboarding mm -hmm. so uh, that's, that's what frustrates me and sorry I go yeah, off on a long tangent no but. Jim it's good for you to uh, uh, tell this right now because we are actually in a mission more than skateboarding uh, from where we come from this island from little low possibilities to skate. We're actually uh, getting together into doing a nonprofit, which is actually going to help um, companies uh, to promote their products. But we're going to take advantage of this, not to sponsor skaters, but to actually sponsor possible skaters. So let's say uh, skaters got talent on, on different, uh, you know, low income areas where you have talent, but it's really hard for them to to get out there you know? afford to buy the product they to, can't buy to, good yeah, skateboards exactly yeah. and skateboards are not even that expensive but uh for for talents uh, as daniel in in his time it was really hard for him and his family oh, no, it's gnarly. to to yeah. actually come out you know and but he did he's here he's the first and only dominican athlete to actually travel to actually represent the country the only one I think it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I totally like, and, and honestly, he represents the country well because he's nice. You know, Humble. you've always been nice. As he has a temper too, which is kind of rad. I, I kind of <laughs> like it. I like the fact that he's going to stand up for himself. Um, and well, we, we won't get too deep into no, that. He, but he's like, too nice. He's, yeah. This guy's too nice. You know, yeah. he, he's even gotten mad at me, but that's okay. We gotta <laughs> like, well, no, I put him back in his place and we get, we make guys true. No, yeah, that's, yeah. His, his hot temper came out on me. I'm like, dude, no, no, I, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't work always, but it's okay. I the, love him. The thing is, don't, sometimes people are skateboarding like me, get into your head too much and like well it's passion what yeah. drives skateboarding is passion yeah the reason you're freaking fighting this war to keep yourself going <laughs> is the passion you do for loving this thing the reason i'm still freaking almost 57 <laughs> years old sitting here talking into a microphone with with skateboarders looking at a wall full of skateboards because i'm freaking passionate about it you know I mean, it's like right. it's so so that does make us fighters by nature so yeah there's always gonna be a little bit infighting in skateboarding and even amongst people uh, but see i understand that but i will always put someone in their place more or less, but be honest and be open uh, because there's a lot of myths in skateboarding um, that every skateboard company makes millions of dollars, that everybody, that, that, that even that skateboarders themselves are the only reason skateboards are sold. And I, I totally try to dispel those myths because they just, they're, they're frustrating to watch. Like I interviewed a 10 year old kid in here that, that rides for us, JD is his name, JD Sanchez. And I, and I asked him, do you know why you're sponsored? And he's kind of like, oh, no, not really. And so we talked about it. I go, I go, you're sponsored because the people want you to help them sell something. Yeah. You know, they want you to help 
their image of their company be stronger. They want to help you do all this stuff. But it's a whole big package. Mm -hmm. It's not very few skateboarders unless they get to a huge, huge name like a Steve Cavallaro or, you know, or, or Christian or Nigel or like that actually have kids running in to buy stuff because of them. Mm -hmm. Those people get, focus attention on skateboarding, get them stoked on skateboarding. They helped an image of a company and so on and so forth. But unfortunately, the skateboard industry, in its effort to try to make pro skateboarders feel like they're everything on earth, not, yeah. not part of their sales network, mm -hmm. but everything. Like, we are nothing without you. They make them think that, no, 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 nothing happens without you guys. If your video part didn't come out, we wouldn't even exist. If you, <laughs> if you didn't ride for us, we couldn't sell a thing. And the fact of the matter is they could. There's always someone else that can come yeah, along, right? Exactly. Always someone else you can just go, dupe, you're out, boom, you're on. That's why I said, that's why I'm not gonna sponsor an asshole. That's right. You know, because that's it's not right. worth it. You know? yeah. And I sponsor lots of guys that are really good that don't necessarily sell me a lot of product. Yeah. But you take a budget to keep your whole image you know, solidified, mm -hmm. and uh, and they had, so it's a support network. Pros, amateurs, they're a support network. And I always use ridiculous analogies like food. Like, look, I'm a little chubby, right? I eat burgers really good. And, you know, I can't go to McDonald's or Carl's Jr. or any of those places and just say, sponsor me, I eat burgers good. You know, because some skaters think you're supposed to be sponsored if you're good. Yeah. And it's like, no. Right. You know, like, I mean, does, does, does every kid who plays, does the best player on every baseball team in high school get free bats from Louisville? It's like, no, it's not until you get, like, yeah. really to pro and, and different levels. But, but in skateboarding, really, uh, I don't know how you, they made that point not clear. So yeah. a lot of kids come up and they don't they don't get it like why is he sponsored why am I not sponsored I do a trick that's better than him or I do a well even that it's not yeah, about and, a trick people, it's about a whole vibe it's about everything the, you do the whole uh, the whole uh, career in skateboarding is based on that and then so it comes to a point that they don't they're not really enjoying like a session I know how many times you have seen skate for hours that didn't have any fun at all yeah. I mean, it's sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there's, we're losing what's more most important is the community. Well, and yeah, yeah and the feeling. The Why did friendship. you start skateboarding? It felt really cool when you rolled on it. Right? Yeah, exactly. So when, when you forget that that's why you started skateboarding, you just, and you, you skateboard because, no, but man, because like, you know, I got to show the dudes I can do that trick. I, I, I got I to gotta defeat that ledge. I got to wear like that. Man, that stuff got sold to you, spoon fed to you, yeah. line by line till you think that's what skateboarding is, man. If you go out all day long just to do one trick and you never make it, you just wasted your day. Yeah. You know, that's um, it, it would just, it's like anything you do. If you went out, if all you did is you're so finicky about your food that you drove around, just looked at 50 restaurants to decide what to eat and the whole day went by and you're sitting there, it's eight o'clock and you're starving. Yeah. You know, you're like, I haven't eaten yet. Why? Because I haven't decided what I want to eat. And it's like, so that, that's kind of how accomplished I'd feel about yeah, exactly. going skateboarding for four yeah. hours and never making yeah. a trick. Sure. But this, this culture that we built around tricks, not skateboarding mm -hmm. and capturing it on video, there are guys that do that day after day after day mm -hmm. and don't get anything and will spend months to get that trick. And that's actually become this psychological uh, thing to them now that that's an accomplishment. Okay. And I'd say, though, that's, that's like, that's the cherry on top of a whole bunch of failure is what it was. Yeah. I'm not going to say what you did, your trick is bad, or not going to say you shouldn't be stoked that you did it, because I understand you. this has all been sold to you, that you're so driven to prove how gnarly you are. But Dude, I'm not gnarly. I carve and I grind, and yet I have a whole lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, but you get to ride, in, in 20 minutes, you get to ride the whole skateboard. When I see people going to a skateboard, and they, there's a full skateboard, and they only stay in they ride riding one, a one flat obstacle. bar. I know, I know. For, for 
three hours. You know what I mean? Because they think it makes them cool. Yeah. They think it's what's going to make when they get video and video and video and they get that trick, they show it to yeah. their friends and their friends go, oh, that's so rad. Because when they open Instagram and YouTube and all that, they see eight million videos of guys doing the same thing. Yeah. And, and the reality is the difference between what you know and reality is how much time was spent bailing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they're being told like it's all about making, it's all about the, oh my God, the, it's like, wow, man. It's like, I swear, <laughs> I just can't do that. I'm not going to drive to 50 yeah. restaurants to get a burger. Yeah, I'm going to exactly. take one or two and pick one and I'm going to eat. And I'm like, man, but that one was better. That's life. But yeah. I but I moved on with my life. I, I'm not yeah. here to waste my life. I'm here to enjoy exactly. it. Yeah, that's so, right. That's tough. Yeah. So, so, you, so you've been in America almost 10 years. What's the best thing about America from an outside standpoint? Like, what does it offer you? Honestly, I mean, I think this is dreamland. America, like I'm, you know, I, I love, I still, I'm always very patriotic with my country. Well, you should be, that's where you come very from. Very proud, but um, America is giving, has given opportunity to a lot of immigrants to be, become their dream, uh, to make it happen, their dream a reality, you know? Yeah, my, uh, you know, my, my real father was born in Nebraska, but his parents came from Ireland. Uh, my stepfather, my dad passed away when I was young. My stepfather came over on the Queen Mary from Ireland uh, to Ellis Island in New York. My mom came from Sweden. So wow. yeah, I'm from immigrant parents too. You know, awesome. Immigrants come from all different different countries. And I and and I I always like to ask a question like that because I'm curious how you see it. Yeah. Because what I see here is there's a lot of there's a lot of flaws here, right? We have posh, we have ghetto, we have whatever. But overall but you learn, it's pretty much got everything yeah, you like, need. I learned through the years living here. I mean I've been li- I live on the street for about two almost three years here. And that was the most uh, amazing time because I learned how to deal And you mostly lived in your car. You in mean, my so, car yeah. but I live one year on the street with only one backpack and my skateboard. And no one knew that. That's pretty badass because Be- not too many people can even survive that. Yeah, and so that uh, was tough. But hey, California, I don't think even, I think even homeless here have a really good. Well, because the weather's not too bad. Yeah, the weather's yeah. not too bad. Plus, you know, you go to a Starbucks, you can get a 24-hour gym membership where you can shower, all that. And you, the only thing I always suggest to anyone who is homeless right now it's stay clean while you're homeless. Like whatever you do when you're yeah. not homeless. Well, we have a mix of homelessness here, and then we have a really big problem with homelessness. Yeah. We have the cost of living is so exorbitant; it's yeah. grown so much. We have the I live one paycheck away from being in the street. People who end up in the street and not having anywhere to go, yeah. and their credit gets messed up, and they can't get a new place. That's that's a chunk of our homelessness. It's a new chunk that didn't used to exist. Uh, then we have a drug epidemic yeah. with uh, with opioids and all that, and mm-hmm. then and a lot of those people don't want to actually be anywhere. Yeah. Because they want to be able to be wherever corner they can get their drugs, uh, and then we have a, a, then we have a mental the mentally ill yeah. side of it. You know what I mean? So, so but we have a larger like, share of normal people, like you see in tents with the barbecue and the bicycle, because yeah. they had to move out of their house. They yeah, took exactly. their camping equipment and they set up their tent and their table, and they're hanging their drawings. Like, mm-hmm. man, this is sad that we're not helping provide for that. But you're right; they can they can get a 24 hour fitness membership yeah, exactly. and like, go shower. Like I used to get my membership because most of my time when I was homeless, I tried to work out. Work out and all be or be at the skate park skating and then and now I will find a a good spot where I could really take uh, sleep good you know because I I will I will have a really good sleeping bag where I fe- I felt like I was in a hotel room sleeping yeah you know uh, so you got it you you have to to really have a plan 
and not just sleep like okay where I'm gonna sleep like have a plan no I'm gonna what, sleep under the bench over there you know every night and I get it and I mean but I mean I think also you had that passion we talked about yeah, exactly. you were here for a reason you had your skateboard you had to have and you were goal. gonna go skateboarding you were driven by going skateboarding a lot of people who find themselves on the street don't have it. Yeah. They don't know what they're going to do or where they're going. Or and I uh, understand how easy it's to kind of to 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 kill your dream when you're on the street because you lose motivation. You're like, man, what? Uh, I'm gonna like really how I'm gonna make it happen. But the the goal of me just being a skateboarder and try to to live the skateboarding dream is what kept me alive. You know, of trying to be because. I'm the only one from my country here, so I'm like, man, I want to make sure skateboarding don't die, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I, hey, country, I could say know? just all I know is from what I've known of meeting you and seeing you skate, and from place to place, you're always smiling, and you know, I certainly as hell aren't going to do a seven or eight foot out backside air to fakie and come in backwards <laughs> like you're crazy, so that's, uh, uh, I love skateboarders, I love the, the talents they come up with, and uh uh, every one thing that's awesome about skateboarding, I guarantee there's a couple of tricks I could do to scare the crap out of you, and then <laughs> I would right. never follow your line. You know what I mean? So that's everybody has a different approach, a different balance. Something freaks them out more about yeah. frontside or backside or leaning over backwards, and it's uh, that's what the whole package of skateboarding is. What makes it real? And there's those handful of just really bizarre people mm-hmm. like like Andy Anderson that I interviewed the other oh, night man, that so can naughty. skate everything and mm-hmm. anything and anything. spin around it, flip off it like. <laughs> Just adapt and change and go a different direction. It's like, man, what freaking chemicals are flowing through your head? You, you know, know what like, I want to be as a skateboarder and what I want to skate one in my next life? I want to be a just freestyle skater. Like, freestyle is fun. I've always done freestyle. I still spin. I spin 360s a lot and people people laugh about the same point. I'm actually Dale Smith, the old you know sausage man, legendary skate freestyler. He has this thing he's trying to, he wants to teach me how to spin my age. So he thinks I can do 56, 57, 360s. I'm like, wow. wow. I've got up to like 13 and a half, okay? Man. I've done over 20 before, but I'm, not, I'm doing it on a freestyle board, and it's funny. So Andy and I have a contest. Andy had not had never met before. I'd seen him around. Oh, no um, way. He knew who I was That's or awesome. that. So we actually introduced him within two minutes, like 360 contest right now. Um, so Andy says his best he's ever done was like 13. Wow. He did 15 and a half the first time. Wow. And, he, and he admits, he goes, well, because I, I didn't know how many you were going to do and I made him go first. So he goes, I had to, I had to like go all out. And so it's good because there's the whole idea yeah. that he was competing to show what he was doing. He did more than he ever did. And then later he did 17 and a half or something like no that. So it was way. like, and that was really awesome uh, that I got someone who's that good just by the thought of challenging him to a little bit yeah. to step up his game a little bit. I think I did eight or 10. Um, wow. But uh, but it was it was really fun and watching him skate and watching his footwork and his G turns and uh, G turn three sixties into regular three sixties like you know no freestyle is a beautiful thing yeah you can you do know. it anywhere you um, know you don't have to there's a guy honestly. named Daniel Gesmer do you know Daniel Gesmer he was a power he was a power rider and he was a, he was a freestyler almost fluid to the point of ballet. You know, a lot of skateboarders wow. like to laugh about it, whatever, because it wasn't as macho as they wanted or like that. Daniel's rad. Daniel's style, his approach, his, his, it was like, I always appreciated it. I was like, damn, that's rad. I would love to be able to flow that smoothly on one foot backwards, almost like ice skating. You know wow. what I mean? It's, it's rad. I mean, so, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I like all kinds of skateboarding. And again, yeah. that's what I really liked about, uh, 
about talking to Andy is to Andy skateboarding is skateboarding. Man, I saw, in Brazil he was throwing some crazy lines, and I'm like things that you never thought like could be done in a bowl, you know? Well, because he's not thinking the same way as yeah. other people. That, that's what you realize. Some of the best skateboarders, it's not only their talent, but it's what their mind lets them do. Yeah, exactly. You know, I. I always call myself a scared skateboarder. I never think I skate more than half my ability. I'm always holding back because I'm just like, I'm afraid to slam. I don't want to slam. I remember the last slam. I remember what it felt like. Yeah. And you know, some people are just driven like, I don't care. I'll get up again and go again. Yeah. I'm not that dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I'm just like, so So I always hold back. But when I, you see some people, they're, their mind lets them go past it, mm -hmm. you know? And honestly, even some people throughout the years, you know, Dwayne Peters, some of these guys, when they would get stoned before a contest, yeah. oh they God, did better nice. because they were so high. Yeah. You know, literally, they were so high. I literally learned, heard Dwayne Peters say after a turkey shoot contest in the freaking 80s, like, I'm so glad I did those last few lines before my run, you know? <laughs> because he landed shit he shouldn't land. He did inverts and hit his front wheels in the coping. Oh and everybody's God. going like, oh my God, the guy's crazy. Yeah, he's crazy, but he's also so high, he's yeah. not afraid. I go, dude, yes. I'm afraid. Yeah. If my front wheels hit the coping, on an invert, I'm pretty much probably jumping off my board. You know what I mean? That's so, right. uh, so there's all those factors you can't. But so, so the person who isn't high or isn't altered, but yet lets their mind be that free mm -hmm. and their body be that loose. Um, and there are a few guys like Grayson Fletcher or something like that. You'll go, how can you do a six so foot up okay. straight frontside ollie Man. and fall straight out of the sky back in? Or even if you miss, you don't even like panic at all. You just yeah. start floating down. And you look and you kind of just step out of it and walk away. And you're like. Wow, That's you know, yeah, you're like in an 11 foot bowl, six feet high, 17 feet there, no pads, and you're not even like tripping a little bit. I'd be like, my heart rate would be oh, going through yeah, my yeah. roof. And so, um, again, it goes to the fact that all skateboarders are different. They all have yeah. different approaches, mm -hmm. you know. Um, That's right. But yeah, but the mind is a, is a great controller of your ability. It's, it's crazy, yeah, the mind. I mean, I remember the la last time I did, let's say, a 540, I was, that was in 2012. And I haven't, I haven't done one since. And there's probably no, there's no physical reason you can't do it. Yeah, like it just my mind in that time was like so pumped, but like I was in the beginning, being here, you know. Like, but did you slam doing them? Yeah, then okay. I went to Woodward and I did it. I tried to do, well, I, I, I was doing it in the ramp in my country. I went there for vacation and somehow I was landing it there. Maybe because in that time I wanted to show people what a, what a 540 was like in, yeah. the, in the DR. They never seen it. Yeah there my friends and i came here i went to woodward and i land on the on my femur on the coping and that was like the last but time. you didn't break it didn't break it no, but, but i couldn't walk for like yeah. for like days and no i guess so that comes i mean i remember when lester kasai and i would do a lot of demos with that and he he was continuously popping his shoulder out of socket yeah and we yeah. talked about fear factor when i was 21 i ruptured my spleen uh, in the Schroeder's backyard, oh, the Alec what? and Ben Schroeder and had a ramp in their backyard, and I hung up and I slammed and I ruptured my spleen. So wow. uh, for four or five years, I would Whoa. put my tail down on a ramp and I would think oh, about yeah. my spleen. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, and that, there's nothing screws with your head more. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, and you know, now I mean, I don't even give that a second thought when I go skateboarding. You know, I, I think about other things I'm scared of. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, the the when when you're young. You, I was talking about this guy, Dano, he's a surf shaper, he's in my complex here. We were talking about skating the other night and how probably the last 20 years I probably got hurt more at skate parks avoiding running into a kid. Oh yeah. When the fact of the matter is I probably could have run over the kid. He would have cried for a minute 
and he would have got right up and shook off and walked away and I probably wouldn't have got hurt. Yeah. But I try to avoid hurting him. So I end up slamming, getting like a full body bruise, not walking for a That's month right. or like that because the parent in you or the old guy in you wants to protect the child and you either grab him or catch him or whatever like that. And, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> the memories of pain definitely hold this back. So, uh, so you're leaving for Qatar tonight. Leaving for Qatar tonight and no, going to Santo Domingo okay, first. To see your mama. See my mom for her birthday for one day. Haven't seen her in two two years. And then Qatar four days and then back to Santo Domingo to do a little demo that I'm organizing. It's like a pop up demo that just to surprise the community. Cool. And uh, I don't know if you. If so I do you get treated you. like a hero when you come to? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. A hero. You and know. I, you know, what's nice is I know you respect that and you you do your best to represent yeah, totally. yourself to those kids. Yeah, it's cool because those kids they they look up to me like if I'm Tony Hawk there and you know I'm like like and uh, but the when I get there I sit down with everyone you know like I I just love to hang out like I used to when I grew up in the skate. Well, you're, ab you're able to make their life feel better. Yeah, exactly. That's a rad thing. But you know the cool thing? I just got to rebuild the same ramp I grew up skating. Uh, I rebuilt that ramp. Well, I made a, rec a replica, brand new, but with for, a mini you, ramp the on kids? the side. Yeah, it's 10 feet tall with a mini ramp, uh, five feet tall, uh, f just for the kids. And I'm going to get to skate it for the first time. Uh, and they ne they really never see me blasting an air fake there or or, or <laughs> hamplang or something, uh, because the ramp was in such a bad condition when yeah. I left. The so you're giving back and that's awesome. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, and so it's all it's got to feel weird. I mean, because any kind of fanfare we've all anyone's a pro skater has had some fanfare, signed autographs, doing whatever yeah. like that. Most of the time it's pretty cool, and you just look at Christian Soy and you go, God, I'm glad I'm not that. You know, yeah. but that but you get that when you go home. Yeah, totally. You you, you know what it's like to be the yeah you know, exactly leading the crowd. See, I usually get like Jim Gray's here. Oh my God, <laughs> you know, like uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, you know, I love it there because the kids. Uh, I mean. Uh, and here, here I feel like people, some kids don't respect like the legend, don't give, uh, don't honor the what they deserve, you know. But in I feel like in other places. And there's a yeah, there's a little bit of that, but there's also. I guess I look at it being one of those older guys like. We also need to be respectful to them. We we should take a lot of our time to go out of our way to help yeah, them. Totally. And, yeah, as you know. long as you put time to, to, you just, like, some people in Norman, one time I, it was a few people, like, I, I asked for an autograph and they denied it to me, you know, here. Like, and I, I you know, I'm going to mention names, but uh, from legends that I, no legends, uh, I mean, they're young legends. Oh, yeah, the, the same reason I was not invited to the pool party a couple of times. I, yeah. I, I I, know everybody. I know how to find out. I find out there's a room full of legends, and there yeah. are people saying you shouldn't be there, and this guy should be there. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, and, I, and, I, and all I've ever said, publish their names publicly so I can call them out in public and say, yeah. fuck you guys. You know what I mean? Because I, sure. you know, when you guys did, no one would give you a skateboard in the 90s, and I had a factory, I'd make one for any of you, and I did for lots yeah. of things like that. And like, you know, it's like, but there is politics. The, the legends yeah. get in the room, and they want to be, um, I call them brass ring clubs they all have a ring and it's like they're a member of a secret society or uh, there are a few skaters from my generation who they, they literally want like 10 guys to be locked in a room and make all the decisions yeah, exactly. you know what I mean and they don't want the decisions to really be in the best name of skateboarding mm -hmm. they want to be in the best name of their ego yeah. you know what I mean like oh fuck your ego exactly. you know it's like uh, so yeah that's that's funny but yeah I mean I feel like like you know musicians some musicians they have millions millions of followers and they always like 
most of them, they have time to really dedicate time and give you an autograph. So a skateboarder who has way less followers who won't that, take the time, yeah, won't take the time. That's no, that's no accept it. Well, know? I can tell you my my probably favorite day skateboarding, and believe me, every day is a good day skateboarding. But in the last four or five years, I went to the the Vans Park in Huntington, mm -hmm. and I saw this kid. He was a big kid. He was thick and and you know heavy for his age, but he was like maybe twelve or thirteen, and he really wanted to tail drop on the quarter pipe. And me and Jinx just like went over and we just like, all right, man, come on, we're gonna help you make this happen. I held this kid's hand. This kid could have hurt me if yeah, he dropped yeah. and landed on me, but I'm <laughs> holding his hands and Jinx on the bottom and guiding him. And, and we worked that kid for like a half hour wow. to, to get him to drop in on that thing, to get over that wow. fear, because he had a big body. That kid did not hey, want to drop in and slam. Did you change um, that kid life? And, right? Oh yeah, no, I go to the park now, that kid rolls up to me, the biggest smile, and goes, hey man, hey man, you remember me? You remember me? Like, That's of course awesome. I remember you. You know, it's like, and I know that I literally, changed his life yeah he yeah. he could have been there struggling for six months feeling like an outcast feeling like he's not good uh -huh. enough you know he just had to get over that fear and we just like took him in the corner literally held his hands and yeah. got him to do enough times and then he did it on his own while we watched we were like yeah high five and that's his awesome. self-esteem went so much higher that's cool that's yeah. the power of being able to help someone and yeah, that had right. nothing to do with being a pro skipper he didn't he didn't really know who we were we were just a couple guys yeah. but we're like we see that it's like it's like seeing someone in need you know what i mean mm -hmm. like someone who can't turn the faucet on they're just trying to get water some old lady yeah. you go turn it on helper you know i mean that's that's yeah, it's the same thing you're just helping but uh there's no better feeling than being able to help someone mm -hmm. i mean i've got a lot out of skateboarding i've gotten free products sent all over the country wonderful meals met tons of people i mean when i did acme skateboard i distributed to 64 countries i mean wow. you're communicating with people they'd come by when they visit whether it's the guy from the canary islands or the philippines or you know whatever you know it's like it was awesome i mean i've met that's so many so cool bad. people and uh, uh so i call myself the luckiest man in skateboarding yeah. Because I got to be every side of skateboarding. I got to be what you're doing, a pro mm -hmm. skateboarder, competing, doing whatever that. I was a young amateur skateboarder. I got to have a factory where I built a couple million skateboards. Um, I sold the ads for Skateboard Magazine. I mean, like, how? no one's really got luckier. You know, I got, right. to, I got to be part of the industry and, and, and fight bullshit, you know what I mean, and try to yeah. protect skateboarders a little bit. And, uh, and then the awesome thing about being a pro skateboarder, people build like all these really cool little DIY spots, just like that. Mm -hmm. And usually when you call them and you go, hey man, this is Jim Gray, can I come check out your backyard? They're like, yeah man, come on by. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, yeah. and it's, it gets you in the past earlier than just like, hey, I'm Phil from Fresno, can I come yeah. ride your skate park in your backyard? <laughs> um, and now there's so much rad stuff being built. Uh, I wish I was a little younger to enjoy it, but there's yeah. a lot of rad stuff. Uh, especially in San Diego, there's just oh, backyard so stuff I mean, everywhere. I live like next to the YMCA where they have like this like kidney bowl that I love. Hey, and then they have all the now this little mini flow session for the kids that I love it, riding that too. We have put skateboard. Yeah. Like five minutes away. Do you like the pump track? Uh, I haven't tried the pump track. Oh my track. god, the pump track yeah. is so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I went so fast there. I'm surprised I didn't kill myself because I just get I start getting off. Well, kinda. I went with like Tony Magnuson and uh, and a few other guys and he was, and, uh, uh, oh, you know, oh, yeah. you know, so he goes like, dude, you want the fastest I've ever seen anybody go here. I mean, I was just <laughs> zigzagging like, hey, you I, know, I it's heard, dangerous though. I heard Tony Mack bragging the other day about he had the record on that thing. Oh really? Well, you know, well, he'd be one to be fun to race. We we were kind of competitive yeah, a little bit no, there, but he goes fast and I, I go fast. Because, I don't but he's going there a lot because he lives nearby. Yeah, but he doesn't go faster than you. Come on. <laughs> you hear that, Tony? Yeah. You and I are gonna have to have a race for Daniel, no. where you're getting called out. Yeah, there's um, no way. Oh, you know, it could go either way. 
If I could maintain, I do go. I do go fast. This is one thing I do. I and I didn't used to think I did, but now I even look at old videos. I go, yeah, I guess I kind of always skate a little faster Listen, than most people. I bet all, all the money, whatever is in my bank account, I bet on you that you <laughs> that you beat him. But he's a cunning competitor. I take it way too casually. That's one of the problems with me. I don't. I don't really. <laughs> fight to win. I just want to go have fun. And yeah, if it yeah. happens, it happens. So, so I either win or get last place. You know I mean? That's, that's me. You know, like I just like, yeah, I killed it or nah, whatever. You yeah. know? Um, so what else do you want to talk about? Um, people listening. There's probably at least 13 people going to hear this 30 podcast. 30 million people listening. 30 right million now. people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see. I want to talk about well, that, that I'm going to Qatar, gonna do this, you know, I'm, I'm doing this because I'm the only one representing my country, but uh, definitely not 100% happy of uh, a lot of things. The system, happening. the system, the, yeah. The system, you know, it's not really how skateboarding, uh, it's, it's not really the spirit of skateboarding, yeah. all this. So let me ask you a question but, about that. Are you, because I, I, I'm confused on the whole, there's only so many people per continent versus country, like... Are you gonna be in the Olympics? That's the thing. It's not clear. Yeah. That, that like like it should be every every country should be able to send their representative. I I agree. That's the way but, Olympic competition typically is. But. Exactly. But skateboarding, the, the like it's already controlling that in a way that they're only choosing twenty skaters. Uh, Worldwide. 20 countries, Worldwide. Twenty countries. Twenty countries. So. Uh, but countries are. Con I got confusing no, wait, things wait, like. No wait wait wait. Top twenty. Top 20 skaters? Skaters, but it's only two per country. So they only choosing the top, the best two per country. But in my country, we don't know yet if they, their continent has the American continent in general. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, there, is it is it South America, North yeah. America? Is it, yeah, because you know, does Mexico get two and, and Dominican Republic get two? Or does, does the whole South American continent only get two? Exactly. They, it's not even clear. That is not even I don't clear. understand it either. No, and they and they try to they try to to keep it like that for everyone. Even the when they do they do a athlete meeting in every event, it's not clear. They tell you yeah. they're gonna judge this way. It's not even clear that what they're judging because yeah. a lot of people who who should be in the final, who yeah, you think yeah. should be in the don't final. Don't get me started on that. The street yeah. league thing. I'm very irritated yeah. that they're using that format for the street contest. Well, it makes exactly. it makes no sense. But you know. So you know what uh, that and a lot of people who are judging that I don't care if you're listening, they also, uh, they some of them they they don't even skate a, a pool. You know, like yeah. they don't even know how to carve in a ball. Like, like a street like, guy judging the park series. Yeah, exactly. You know. Well, no, I get frustrated watching the park series because I physically feel like. I've watched guys like Brad McLean, like like the X Games, whatever, do a run that nobody could touch with all these alley oop backwards lip tricks, crazy yeah. stuff like that, and then watch a guy go in and do one kick flip, yeah, and he scores better than him, and he did nothing else in the whole course. And I go, yeah. dude, that guy couldn't have done Brad's life if you his trick if you gave yeah. him his whole lifetime to do it. And Brad could have done that kick flip, but he couldn't have been bothered yeah. slowing down to flip his board. That's but right. There's a group of people who want technical skating to prevail mm -hmm. over just skating, speed, yeah. style, power, you know, and it, it definitely dates back to the, even the Tony Hawk and, and Christian Soy days. Mm -hmm. I, I judged a few of those contests and I would literally sometimes be advocating going, no, Christian won yeah. because Tony couldn't have done Christian's run. Mm -hmm. Christian could have done Tony's run, yeah, but there's exactly. no way he was going to stop to flip his board around yeah. because to him that was boring as hell. Yeah. Okay, so you have to factor in the reality of the skater and their style uh -huh. and their desire. You shouldn't make skaters do tricks that you deem 
yeah. are, are more difficult because I'd say an 11 foot out alley-oop backside air that drifts 10 feet and comes back in is harder than a two foot out indie, indie yeah, finger exactly. flip. Yeah, you know you what I mean? Know, so, you know how hard it is to maintain a run like, like Josoy back in the day, 13 walls. Oh, at, landing at an inch feet. below the coping and yeah. then doing a Mach 90. No, so that, so I would kind of argue like, you know, uh, okay, yeah, Tony did a 720. No one's ever done that. Okay, that gives him a little bit extra thing. But literally there were certain techie things and I see that whole philosophy still applying today. And it's yeah. even the reason why Street League is there the, the, it's video, video generation based, the, the difficulty of the trick, you know, not the ability of the skater. The, yeah. To me, the only thing that's valid in the street league contest is the complete run, course run. Yeah, exactly. That's the validity of who's the best skateboarder. For sure. But that's not who the score, the scores are given for their single tricks. Mm -hmm. So you're having like six best trick contests and then an actual contest, yeah. but you're basically giving all the credibility to the best trick contests and you're avoiding the real contest that shows who's the best. Yeah. But they want to apply that to the Olympics. Yeah, exactly. you know? uh, and the ludicrous part was that the whole world does it the other way yeah. with timed course runs on the street course like that. They don't do it based on the tricks and they're mm -hmm. making the whole world have to change yeah. how they practice for contest to an illogical format. You know, that, so, that's why a lot of people who were in the beginning supporting all these Olympics and now they're, they're backing up. You yeah, know, and, and you know, the people. thing is, my thing is, I will never say I'm against the Olympics. Yeah. I'm not against the Olympics. It's, it's skateboarding. I mean, I've been doing it for over 40 years. You can't pretend it's this new thing. It's a fad. It's going away. No, it's a massive activity. Whether you want to, I don't even care what people call it. People call yeah. it a sport. You call it a sport. People call it an activity. People call it a lifestyle. It's all of those things. Yeah. It is, and it depends on who chooses it. I don't like people with any agenda trying to force others to see it their way. If you want to say it's not a sport, that's your agenda. Yeah. To the people who choose it to be a sport, it is. If you want it to be a, a lifestyle, then choose it to be your lifestyle. But yeah. don't tell someone else who says it's a sport, it's a lifestyle, not a sport. Yeah, exactly. No, just go, okay, well, to you it's a sport, to me it's a lifestyle. I'm sorry, yeah. people do things differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to be told I have to drive the same car as everybody else. I don't want to have to wear the same color shoes as everybody else. And I certainly don't want someone to tell me yeah. what it is when I'm riding my but skateboard. But honestly, to keep it going like, and to stay being a skateboarder forever, you have to see how's your lifestyle, you know? Because no one has like, oh, this is how I'm going to make all my money to this and or... or yeah, I never equate money to skateboarding. I just how, don't. I just never have. You know why I made money off royalties yeah. that came from... That was just like, oh, here's some bonus money. Yeah, exactly. My life was always focused on working to live, you know, or even if I worked in the skateboard business, I had to do things that were work-based yeah, to make money. Exactly. It wasn't just like, you're not throwing, throwing money at me because I have skateboards. No, but the, uh, the skater is skaters who are studying these days, like, that's my advice to them. Like, don't... Like, if you feel like... Everyone should feel happy to get uh, to get things, and and if you get a pro product from company who really you uh, you know you feel like like you like riding and like look, I get power flag wheels yeah. from you, you know, because I love the wheels, I love like the way you like everything about you, you know, I love the energy and You're like fighting with me sometimes, fighting with you, but <laughs> when, when we fought, it was because I was in a point where well, it's I'm okay, like, it's I started, all passion. I started, yeah, but I started seeing it trying escape, like I tried to see skateboarding. Oh, this is how I'm. This is how I'm gonna make everything, my living, everything. I understand. But now I'm more into music too. 
some music is keeping my life with skateboarding balance. So you're finding a way to keep money <laughs> yeah, so I coming made my in money. so you can keep doing now skateboarding. Now I made my money in music. And that's an advice I would say to almost every skateboarder. You are a top-level world skateboarder, and it's hard to earn a living. Yeah, okay, There's a lot is. of politics. There's a lot of things, so on and so forth, that haven't all come together yet. Someday it might be easier for a couple hundred people to earn yeah. a lot of money, but it's not now. But so any skateboarder that wants to be a pro should assume they're going to have to do another skill in life. Yeah, they Stay have in school, to. get educated, exactly. plan on something because sadly the skateboard industry has taken many an 18-year-old kid, yeah. even 16-year-old, drop them out of school. Oh yeah, you don't need school. We're going to take care of you. They, they milk them for two or three years of their hot mm -hmm. little career and then they get hurt and they're not worth anything. Yeah. they just like, okay, yeah, go fend for yourself. Oh, sure. We got a new kid. You yeah. know, and that's lame. You know what I mean? But uh, mm -hmm. someone needs to tell skaters coming up that the chances of you becoming a famous superstar making millions of dollars off skateboarding are so microscopically small yeah. that uh, yeah, it's you, unlikely. But you can lie a skateboard like I have for 45 years yeah, exactly. and just love skateboarding. Yeah, because you don't wanna, and, and you don't want to have to change who you are because you want to be able to, that company to like you. You know, if you have some backup thing, you can always be a skateboarder and be your own self, you know, and you don't Well, it's even like I'm doing this podcast, okay? Exactly. Eventually, I want to get some sponsors, right? Yeah. And it's on, and I did it on this Believe Network, and they're just these cool guys, and they have ad sales guys, and eventually, they're going to bring me, people like, hey, someone wants to sponsor your show. Yeah. And I have to go like, I hope it's someone I can actually, because I have to like read the ads. I hope I can stomach saying it. I'm not going to kind of go, you know, like, yes, and I drink Tito's, yeah. you know, <laughs> Uh, whatever tequila and I don't you know what I mean like I'm yeah. not a good liar about stuff like that yeah, I'm yeah. into promoting stuff I like stuff I'm really into uh -huh. something I can believe in uh, but it's hard it's really hard to become a like you know someone yeah, where you put is. on a smile and go ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to my yeah. podcast sponsored exactly. by Coca-Cola hey, I like Coke so Coca-Cola yeah. you can be my sponsor I'll take it because uh, <laughs> you know I, you don't like Coke? No. You like Pepsi? No, no, it should be sugar should be illegal, man. Oh no, it probably should be. It's not good for you, but I do like I do like a Coke now, and then I try to cut back on it. So um, all right, well hey, I appreciate you coming on my podcast. I yeah, hope people learn something I, about Dominican Republic. Yeah, we can do another one, you know, another time. Well you, you yeah, you play some music. Come on, you have a guitar. You know, okay. And this is you, you're a DJ. You do stuff like that. So you're not you're not a guitar no. musician. Yeah, so I'm a DJ. Don't, don't say he says he's a musician. Damn, he sucked. Okay. I'm a DJ producer. Yeah. So I want him to and suck on the guitar to. right now, just so he can, he can entertain us. Wait, How should about, I do this or should I uh, rap? Um, I think you should play and you should sing and I'll sing along or whatever. Okay. We should just have fun. My God, what should I play? The only song I know. Okay. It's not Mary had a little lamb. It's a beautiful melody. I feel like I should be getting a hug right now. Thank you. It is beautiful. Okay, um, Tony. I'm now, do a now do a rap mm. version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Vamos. Mm. Oh, I love that. But how is that? Oh, this, we are a rap thing. Okay. Does that mean we say bad words now? No, we'll, we'll keep it that. This is like, a cool rap. You know, this is like... Um, this is like Todas las que la quieren bailar, conmigo solo ella quieren bailar. Hey, I gotta say something about the whole 
um, Hispanic culture. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's happy. There's so much happy music. Yeah, you can't whether like, you, you like understand it, it or not. You can feel the vibe most time. You go, man, these people are having fun. Like I rap, but this is it's called reggae. We have American music, you know, country music. Yeah. Well, yeah. stub my toe on the radio. That's like American. I'm gonna bleed till I die. That's like the original rap. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna bleed until I die. <laughs> but you ask my daughter. My daughter, I would sing to her as we drove yeah. to school. Oh my God, she'd be like, if her, if her friends were in the car, she'd be like, Dad. Shut you know, up, that's you know? funny. it's like when I uh, when I pick up my stepdaughter like every day she's like Danny Danny can you rap for me I like that yeah. and I then like one that. day she'll become a teenager oh. and she'll be like don't open your mouth my friends will hear it and talk about it you know, it's, uh, that's called parenting that's right, that's right. so alright well you? we're gonna uh, sing song? Uh, what's that you gotta sing song sing a song I don't know you see, um, reggaeton reggaeton we're doing a podcast at Costa Mesa with Daniel and his buddy from the Dominican Republic. I can't rhyme on a dime, and that's why I'm talking all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that was horrible. That was it. awesome. But, you know, people do appreciate um, yeah. on-the-fly bad. The reality of it, I, yeah, I don't have talent really, that way. No. You know? Hey, but it's okay. Maybe do, some people make make a music who don't have. Well, that. there's also the embarrassment that I'm on that's being recorded like that. I will sit around and like I used to always like make up songs. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. know, she ate raspberry beret or sorbet, <laughs> the kind you get at the grocery store. Raspberry sorbet, and when she was done, she went and bought some more. I was on like the the Weird Al thing, like you know, make fun yeah. of songs and make yeah. up new lyrics, but. Uh, yeah, I don't have any musical talent, and, like, I, and know, I can't I, draw either. So, yeah, hey, talking about that, I made a song on my way here, and it's only say tiki 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 ta ta tiki 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 ta ta tiki tiki ta ta tiki tiki ta ta tiki 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 ta ta tiki But and you're smiling though, and it's got rhythm. But see, you got more talent than I do. Makes us happy. Well, on that note, I guess we're going to end this podcast, and let's wish Daniel good luck in Qatar. Wow, that's going to be. Oh, you know, my buddies who do the technical, they're going to be pissed at us for slamming our hands because it makes the microphone go pop, oh, pop, pop, Oh, that's pop, right, that's so, right. Oh, uh, no, but I, I'm sure I'm sure he can tune in. Yeah, we got yeah. we got a lot to learn, so. Yeah, but uh, uh, this is the number one because I'm coming back for the second. Oh, yeah, this is okay. part one. I think we said the same thing with Andy. Like, yeah. we can just keep talking for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also don't want to make, I want people to have a podcast they can listen when they're driving yeah, yeah. for an hour or a half hour from work. I don't want them to have to say, I have to listen to that in six parts because it was three hours yeah, long. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna try. How long did we go? We went. Uh, we got fifty-eight minutes, or oh, wow. almost fifty-nine That's minutes, perfect. so just under an hour. Yeah. So, all right. Well, good luck in Qatar. Thank you. Thank um, you. Enjoy yourself while you're here yeah. in the U.S. Thank you, Jen. Um, your dog is awesome too. So we're having a good time here. So I think it's time for lunch. Yes. Yes. Definitely. All Oops. right. We're out of here. See you guys later. Yeah. Everybody have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in. And if you haven't subscribed, hit that button.
For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.